Welcome to Grounds for Discussion, a book club podcast for the average Joe. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Becky. And I'm Laura. And today we are talking about the book by Barbara Michaels called The Walker in Shadows. And, um, and of course, coffee, right? Right, always. <laughs> so I had my two cups already, so I don't have anything with me. But I just Aww. finished. I just finished. So, you know. Okay. Still on the still palate. a little sad. It's... I just wish, you know, I just have to have something to sip at. I know. Well, I we are having, like, really cold weather in the morning, like 45 degrees. Oh, nice. Amazing. So nice. I was freezing this morning because we haven't turned on our, our gas yet. Like our, we usually, like, like in the winter, we um, heat up our house as much as we can. We heat it up with our fireplace, which is a gas fireplace. So uh, we haven't, nice. like, lit the pilot yet. And I started reading the instructions and I was like, uh, get out of the house quickly if you smell. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to mess with that. Uh. I will just have somebody else do it. <laughs> I'm going to leave that. I'm sure it's simple, but I'm like, I don't want to mess it up and accidentally blow up the house, you know? Yeah. So I hear you. So anyway, all that to say, I was really cold this morning and I was like, I have to have my coffee right now. (laughs) I totally get you. So yeah, but it was a wonderful comfort this morning. Well, yes. Yeah. I am just picturing the scenario with you wrapped up in like a robe or something <laughs> blanket on your lap and whatnot, your coffee. Uh, there's no robe involved but there are slippers well a sweater then or something yes it's I a sweater know. it's a sweater yes yeah I practically felt that way yesterday I can't believe it it was like low 70s and it felt oh, cold oh yeah sad, I'm sure it probably felt it was, really like, breezy. good yeah, it was awesome. Mm. I sat out on the porch for mm. a while. Awesome. It was breezy. Yeah. Yes. So what are you drinking? Well, it's basically my usual right yeah. now because Ben bought me two pounds of coffee, which takes me a while. Oh, yes. Yes. Still working but on it, huh? Still working on it. So it's the Pete's, but I use I did use coconut milk. I don't know if I normally do that. Oh, okay. And it's kind of nice because I feel like it's almost like a Samoa because I'll use a little bit of caramel syrup oh. and then I'll do a, a little bit of... Um, cream and yeah. then coconut milk Ooh, with a little yeah. bit of salt. Mm. And then so yummy. that combo I just think is really yummy. Yeah. I did so. splurge today and I, I put um, pumpkin um, pumpkin, like pumpkin Cool Whip creamer. on top of my... Ooh. <gasps> They make a pumpkin cool whip? Yes, or did you ma'am. Like... No, they make it. In fact, I bought it at Aldi. Really? Yeah, Aldi for the win. Really? Yep. I've never seen this. I'm going to have to invest It's in it. one of the, um, like, spray cans, you know, like, spray Cool Whip. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to investigate. Yes. For sure. You need to. It's been a minute since I've been to Aldi. I'm sure. Like, when I get when I get busy, I tend to, like, do, like, a more convenient Just a fast. Because Aldi's yep. not the closest. Yep. I hear um, you. So I haven't been there t- for a little bit. But I'm, I'm planning to get back into, like, just doing as much grocery as I can at Aldi. So I will investigate that. Yes. For sure. Yes, you need to. And it's a limited edition to it, which means I don't know how long they're going to have it. But Mm, yeah, um, stock up, right? For sure. Yes. Do it. So 
And actually, right. last time I went, they had two different varieties. I was like, wow, they are stepping up their game. They had like the regular Cool Whip and then I think they had like, it was made with coconut milk, I think, but it was pumpkin flavored. So yeah. Yeah. Yay, Aldi. Well, I got to tell you, I feel a little bad about this, but for some reason, for years now, Starbucks Mm -hmm. thinks my birthday is October 18. Oh. And okay. so... This year, I just, I really wanted to get my birthday drink on my birthday. Yeah. So I went in and I was like, I'm, I, how do I use my birthday thing? And she's like, well, you do this or that. Or yeah. Whatever. And I did it. And she was like, yeah, it's not showing up. I'm like, yeah, mm. for some reason, Starbucks thinks my birthday is October 18th. Yeah. It's not. It's today. Yeah. She's like, you know what? I got it. Like, she just, you know. Yeah. Took, I don't know if she just comped it or what, but. Yeah. She just took care of it. And I was like, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I had my little birthday thing. Well, then it showed up. Oh my <laughs> goodness! Thing as okay, you've got your here's your free coffee coming to you for October 18, and I'm like, oh, now I feel bad. Wow. So, I you know, but what? I'm not gonna lie. I'm probably gonna go out today and get it. Oh yeah, I would totally use it. <laughs> the thing is, I think they mess up every single year on mine too. So I've kind of just yes, given up. I re- I've given up. Yes, I remember this. Yeah. Well, can you just go in there and be like, it's my birthday. I have in the past, but one time I got like flack for it and she like. I remember that year. I was like, what are you, are you kidding me? Yeah. She like didn't believe me and she wouldn't give it to me. And I'm like, okay. Like I just was really sad about it. And I'm not kidding. I get like, like kind of offended because for for starbucks because i used to work there a million yeah, years ago yeah. for like one year right and i know it's ridiculous <laughs> for like the I know shortest it's ridiculous. time but in as coffee a former history. barista that offends me well yeah because you were I trained well like, like but i understand <laughs> people probably try and scam the system sure all the do. time i get that however here's the question do you have the app no, I refuse to get the app because okay. every time I do, something screws up on my phone or like the app oh. screws up or like I can't get the money on there. I don't know. It's, That's so weird. I so just, next time I see you, I'm going to help you because I you. actually really kind of like the app. Really? Because um, you rack up points when you go. Okay. Like, and it's not like a lot. You don't get a, you know, every once in a while you'll get a free drink yeah. by racking up the points yeah. or whatever. And it's not all the time. It's every, I don't know, maybe six months or something by okay. the time you, because for me, I don't go, it's not like I go all the time. I go every once in a while. So, okay. I mean, I'm sure if you went every day, you'd be racking them up. Right. Quick, right. You know? But, um, but yeah, I figure like, Hey, it's better than nothing. Exactly. I might as well be racking up something. Yeah. Yeah. So, Next time yeah, I help me, Laura. Help, help me. <laughs> I feel like, come on. I'm a loyal customer. Yes. Be... Yes. And that's, I... so, that's so our attitude these days, isn't it? <laughs> I, I deserve yeah. something because I, because I spend my money not frugally. <laughs> right. Well, I, I would enjoy it if people didn't. Well, it was one time, but treat me like trash when I try and get yeah, my. That w- that's that's ridiculous. Free man. coffee. That's Come on, dude. <laughs> you you don't know me. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I mostly just, but seriously, I need to. <laughs> 
I don't know why I would be offended 10 years later or whatever. Well, because it's bad customer service. Like, there's a way around that where you don't need to make people feel like trash, you know? Yeah, even the way you do it, you can still refuse and be like, yeah, I'm really sorry. We're just not allowed to do it unless we can see the, you know. I'm so, so sorry. Yeah, like, like, I know. There's a way to do it other than, mm, I don't believe you and I'm not going to give no. it to you. Oh. No, I don't believe you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh. <laughs> yeah, at the time I didn't say anything. Now I can see myself being like, listen. Well, you need you to You don't be, need like, to nice. give it to me. However, <laughs> you better believe exactly. I'm going to be writing a letter. <laughs> exactly. I love it. The indignation. <laughs> right. <laughs> Alright, so I feel like we need to get to this conversation because yeah, we do. this conversation is, let's face it, not really going to be about the book. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> and that we have correct. our reasons why. So. Yes, we do. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to give a brief little... <laughs> I say brief. It's not going to be. Well, yeah, just do what you need to do, you know. I'm going to try to do a brief little synopsis, but I feel like it's a little (laughs) involved, so I'll do the best I can. But anyway, so The Walker and Shadows, Barbara Michaels. This book was actually written in, I believe, like 1979. Yeah, it was. It's it's an older book. Yeah. Um, She said, as she remembered her birth date. Um, so it's, it takes place. Burn on yourself. (laughs) Right. Um, it takes place in, I think, I'm assuming like the eighties, but anyway, um, so it involves a mom and her teenage slash maybe early twenties son. And they live in a like big old, I'm picturing almost like Victorian Gothic style something house kind of out in the. It's rural, but yeah. I wouldn't say it's, like, out in the sticks or anything. But, um, And so they live there. They, her, she and her husband had bought this place, um, what, uh, you know, years and years ago. And um, maybe even when they were young married. I can't remember. Anyway, and when they buy it, they notice there's a house just right down the road or whatever mm-hmm. that's um, basically, like, identical. Like, they're, like, twin houses, mm-hmm. which is... I'd never heard of that. I don't know if that's a real thing or not. Yeah. But anyway. Um, and so they don't think too much of it. They're like, okay, whatever. They buy this house. Years go by. Um, and when the book starts, the the woman in the marriage, her name's Pat, um, her husband had passed away a year previous. I believe it was like a heart attack or something. And at this point, her son is like early, you know, late late teens, early 20s. Yeah. Um, college student. Yep. And so... Um, they, the house that, the, the twin house across the way or whatever has been basically vacant, but it sounds like there was almost like, and I don't, I don't know if he was there legally or what, but like a, almost like a squatter maybe Mm -hmm. or something, I don't know, named Hiram, I believe. And like an older gentleman, he may have even been like a caretaker or something. I'm not really sure. But anyway, had stayed in this house and there had been kind of like almost like rumors mm-hmm. um, when the when the son was growing up, his name is Mark. There had been almost like rumors about this house and, you know, oh, it's haunted, blah, 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 mm-hmm. whatever. And so onto the scene comes, okay, so she at the start of the book, her this woman, Pat, her husband's been dead for a year, and some new people are moving into the 
twin house. Mm-hmm. And so she's kind of like curious about who's going to move in, this kind of thing. So these people move in and um, it's a father and daughter. Mm-hmm. And the daughter is like kind of same age as this lady's son. And so the son is sort of like interested in this girl next door. And he's like, oh, I, I'm going to see if I can get a date, that kind of thing. Right. And so they start kind of hanging out. And so... Um, I mean, I can't remember the first scenario, but they, there starts to be this acknowledgement that there's something going on over in the twin house, and that maybe there's like a ghost. Oh, I know what it was. The girl. Oh, remember? I remember now. There was yes. an incident okay, so, where Pat walks yes. in. Go ahead. Go ahead. I I remember now. Yes. Okay. So they start to see things and hear things that are a little weird and one night pat hears something going on over in the house and she runs in to to try to like help basically because it sounds like something's wrong right she runs in and it looks like the dad joseph is like assaulting his daughter or trying to hurt her or something Mm -hmm. because he's like on top of her basically like trying to almost looks like he's trying to strangle her or something like that and so um she of course try you know tries to beat him off of her get him off and whatnot yeah and immediately the dad's like okay what like get i understand like what this looks like but please like get her help yeah like try to get her to the hospital or whatever you know and so then pat of course the mom is like wait what what was going on here like his reaction isn't normal for if what I thought happened mm-hmm. had really happened. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the catalyst, and they start noticing these weird things happening. And it's always at the same time. It's always at 1 a.m., and something will kind of, like, happen in this girl's I'll, bedroom. Uh, her, I'm going to stop you Kathy. for a second. Uh, okay. That is as far as I got in the book. Proceed. So it was the, <laughs> first, the first encounter? Yeah, yeah. Okay. With the daughter. And, yeah. Okay. So, so the daughter's name is Kathy. Yes. Yes. That's as far as I got. Okay. And keep going. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So that's the giveaway right there, folks. Becky did Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but she'll tell you why in a little bit. Yes. But anyway. So um, from there on, basically it starts this investigation. The son especially is really curious as to what's going on here. He wants to know. Um, why these things are happening and why it's always happening at the same time every night um, and why it always seems to be targeted toward Kathy, this daughter. Yeah. It's no, like if it's always directed towards her. Um, and so, yeah, throughout the book, they're basically just like investigating the history of this house and these two houses together. And what they find out is that when the houses were originally built, they were built by a father for his two twin daughters. These two daughters... Um, married uh one of them married a i can't remember the daughter's names i'm sorry but the they both married um men and one of them married a guy who was um like an abolitionist Hmm. and one of them married a man who was like a a confederate okay and the story and this story takes place in maryland which i didn't really know a ton of history about maryland in the civil war but apparently maryland was one of those states where it's like it was just very divided because it was you know, it's right by Virginia. Virginia, right. of course, was Confederate. Yeah. But then it's also where Washington D.C. is. Right. And so there, you know, so there's just very, very, very divided. And right. Maryland actually probably would have been Confederate if not for a couple little things that okay. I can't remember. There was okay. like a few details that somehow, but 
the population in general was very divided. Okay. You know. Yeah. Um, so you had a lot of abolitionists and a lot of Confederates. Right. So anyway. Um, so these two daughters, one marries a man named John Bates. Mm-hmm. And John Bates is an abolitionist. And they have two children, Edward and Susan. The other daughter married a Confederate guy, and or a Southern guy, or whatever you want to call him. Okay. And his name, um, I can't remember his first name, but his name was Turnbull. Okay. So, the Turnbull family. And they had, theirs was a little bit different, where they had, um, I think the that this Turnbull guy had been married previously. He was a widower. Okay. So, there was at least one child that was from that marriage, but then he remarried this, this sister, this twin sister. And they had a son named Peter. Okay. And he also had, like I said, at least one child from this previous marriage, and her name was Mary Jane. Okay. So she would have been the half-sister. Okay. So, of Peter. Um, and so, um, basically, what they start to find out is that they think that Peter was in love, Peter Turnbull was in love with Susan Bates. Okay. And that that would have been really frowned upon because obviously they ended up on, they, they sort of ended up splitting and going different ways because of the Civil War. Hmm. So, um, I don't know, did, should I just go straight to the end? I mean, like, if t- there's like, tell the whole thing? more, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what ends up happening is as they research more and more, um, they the son has all these theories and so he's the one kind of leading the charge on this investigation and okay. trying to find out as much as he can and he basically discovers that he he believes that you know Peter was in love with Susan but in the end he comes to the conclusion that Mary Jane mm-hmm. the half sister of Peter was actually in love with Peter oh and she was jealous up and she was jealous of the fact that he was in love with Susan. Okay. Okay. So they come to the conclusion basically, okay, the, the bad manifestation or the bad ghost or whatever mm. is Mary Jane. Okay. And the, and later on they start to realize maybe there's two spirits or whatever. Mm. Um, because one of them seems to be, kind of uh, doing things against Kathy, and one of them seems to almost be trying to stop that from happening. Oh, okay. So they think the, the quote-unquote good spirit is Peter. Okay. And then they think that the quote-unquote bad spirit is Mary Jane. Okay. And the reason that they think that Mary Jane has targeted Kathy is because when they look through all the photos and stuff, mm. like supposedly um, Kathy looks a lot like Susan. Hmm. Okay. So. Okay. Anyway, I don't know if you caught all of that. It Oof. felt a little convoluted to yeah. me. It's hard to like. Yeah, Explain with family it trees, and... I get a little bit like, wait, what? Yeah, which one? Anyway, huh. so and I felt that way. I don't know if as you were reading it, way, but anyway, yeah, I was like, wait, now what? Which <laughs> you know, like, okay, who? Which one was in love with? Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, okay. Well, um, <laughs> so at the very end, um, what happens is that Mark basically finds this. Um, hidden area in one of the houses and he's like oh my gosh that means there must be another one of those in our house mm. so they look for it and sure enough it's there well when they go back and kind of like um, dig some more they find like this hidden cellar area that had been bricked over oh okay and they find and they find like a skeleton there okay and what they <clears throat> discover through looking through all of the 
um, the diaries and different things because they used all these different sources to get their information. But yeah. Anyway, looking through all that, they sort of pieced together what they think happened is that um, uh, Peter was in um, Bull Run on okay. the Confederate mm-hmm. side and he was killed mm-hmm. or they thought he was killed. But what they think is that he was wounded. What actually happened is that he was wounded because in the history books it says he was killed, but nobody knows his body was never brought home. He was oh, never really. Okay. So they're like, what? That's, where is he? Like, what happened to right. him? Right. So, um, so they think what happened is that he was actually wounded. Mm-hmm. And he kind of left and tried to get home because he was close to home. Mm-hmm. This bull run took place close to there. Tried to get home. And because he was, like, asked, he was in this little place, this area underneath the house or whatever. And Mary Jane was looking after him, but of course he would have been considered a deserter. So he had to kind of hide. Mm. And so she just kept him down there. Okay. And then when it became obvious that he was not probably going to make it without more help. Yeah. Um, at that point she basically just let him die because she was angry that he kept asking for Susan. Oh boy. He wanted Susan. Hmm. He didn't want her. He wanted Susan. There's true love. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so she had, basically they think she had the whole thing bricked over. Okay. And he was like, wow. Entombed, al- entombed okay. alive kind of okay. thing. And left to die. Huh. So, um, they have this confrontation with this malevolent spirit. Okay. In this little cellar. Yeah. And basically, I don't know exactly. I can't remember how they sort of like defeated it, but basically made it stop. Mm. Um, and so, and that's pretty much it. And then in the end, um, the the husband of Kathy and the mom of Mark mm-hmm. end up like deciding to get married. So they get together. And then you would sort of assume that Mark and Kathy are probably okay going to continue to at least continue to date and see each other that kind of thing okay so that's kind of the where it ends okay anyway i know that was super long but well i, I have mean trouble i didn't when it's i didn't know any of that so it was like yeah mostly for me right <laughs> yeah as well it was kind of, I, like i said for me i anytime you have like family um yes. genealogy stuff it's a little I, bit confusing. I, I sort of have to see it yeah and mm-hmm. I, you know, so anyway, I get, I get long that story long. Yes. Yes. That's the uh, book. But anyway. okay. So uh, I don't know how you felt about the book or, um, if you enjoyed the story, did you enjoy the story? This was not my kind of book. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It was, I enjoyed feeling um, like I was sort of living in the eighties for a minute. You know what I mean? <laughs> that that yeah. kind of was fun. Like sort of interacting with some of the like eighties yes. things and just sort of, or maybe it was, I honestly don't know when it was supposed to be. Maybe it was nineties. I, I got the eighties vibe kind of 80s. too. And I can't remember why, but yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. I thought like, Oh, I'm back in the eighties for a minute. Right. You know? Right. Um, but it's, it was, it, I guess it's just not my type of book. Yeah, yeah. I really didn't know what we were getting into with this I one. Didn't which I didn't either. Of, yeah, I didn't I kind either. of enjoy that. I don't, that's yeah. not a problem to me. I will yeah. try anything unless, you know, unless it's. Exactly. You're not going to find know. new authors or new genres if you don't try stuff. 
So yes, yeah, I totally get yes. that. I guess when when I read the synopsis, I thought it sounded interesting, and you know what it reminded me of, um, hmm. like a more modern version of the Thirteenth Tale, and mm-hmm. I love the Thirteenth oh. Tale. So I was like, oh, this okay. is promising. You know, I I really, I was like, this sounds interesting. However, it quickly went south for me, and. <laughs> I, it correlated with, I mean, a life event that is not significant, but I, you know, I got a story, Laura. I have a story. I knew you had a story. So she told me that she had something that she was going to talk about. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Let's talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. I've been waiting to hear this story. Yes. I'm so excited. I mean, it's not like this amazing story or anything. <laughs> but I but, but I want to know why. Because she yeah. you told me that you, yeah. you didn't, you weren't able to finish the book. And I'm like, ooh, yes. what it, it's, Anyway. A lot of it has to do with, you know, what happened. But anyway, okay. So I told you that I was cleaning this house for a lady that passed away. And yes. Um, And I've been just, like, boxing up things because they're going to have an auction, like, an online auction. So I've been boxing up a ton of stuff. And and another lady who is helping, um, not me, but just helping with the house and stuff like that, she has been there a couple times. Um, Really sweet lady. I mean, she's really nice. She was very close to this lady that passed away. And... Um, I got an opportunity to talk to her a little bit the last time I was there and um, she started telling me about this woman that passed away and all of, you know how amazing amazing she was and I could really tell that she was like in the grieving process and um, it was it was just really sad you know and so I Aww. I felt in that moment I want to be um, a sounding board for her and I want to, you know, comfort her if I can. So, um, we like, I, I was just trying to be a good listener and I was trying to really, um, like just be a listener, I guess it was my main goal, but she actually noticed, um, my tattoos that I have, um, the keys, I have three keys on my wrist and, um, they, are for my husband, my two boys, and then I still need to get one for Ellie. And so I was telling her about that, and she was like, well, I I would love to get um, a fork somewhere, you know, on my body, but permanent, you know, it's so permanent. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting, you know, tattoo. And she said, yeah, um, there's a story that goes to it. And I was like, okay. I mean, stay with me, folks, because I'm in a story in a story. But (laughs) um, I I promise it'll make sense. Um, So she was telling me this story about a lady who was about to pass away, met with her pastor. And, you know, they met, they talked about all these things that she wanted at her funeral, the songs and what she wanted him to say. And then as he was about to leave, she said, oh, and by the way, um, I want to be buried with a fork in my hand. And he said, oh, that's a strange request. And she said, yeah, um, I want people to ask why I have it. Because when you go out to a fancy dinner or when you go to someone's house and they have a beautiful place set for you, 
um, they always have a fork there and, and they say, hold on to your fork, you know, because dessert is coming or something wonderful is coming next after the dinner. You know that something good is coming. So she said, I want to be buried with a fork because when people ask, I want you to be able to say to them, the best is yet to come. And I was like, that's a really cool story, you know? Like, yeah. And she actually gave me, like, this little fork um, uh, pendant thing. like, And I was like, oh, my goodness, do you carry those around? And she said, yeah, I carry those in my purse. Um, so I just thought that was really sweet. But, um, yeah. but as we continued to talk, she talked more about um, how this woman has opened up her eyes to the spiritual side of um, just the world. And to me and you, at first glance, that word spiritual side, I think angels and demons. I think Christ. Yeah. I think my spiritual walk with God, you know. Um, yeah. But I pretty quickly found out that we had different definitions of spiritual. And oh, yes, okay. and her, she, I would characterize her as new age. Um, and okay. I don't think she would maybe use this word. But when I talk to my husband, Nathan, about it, he's like, oh, yes. I, I know some people who use these same terms that she's using, not just spiritual, but like other things that I told him. Um, and he said, she sounds like a Wiccan. Um, and I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I wondered if that was where it was going. Yes. Um, Laura, I was completely oblivious, completely oblivious to this whole thing. Um, and she started talking about like uh in the house like that she she consents this woman saying certain things to her and like she she will mention it all the time oh so and so is telling me this um and uh she even talked about a couple of times she's seen sightings of people that have passed um, in the backyard and like multiple stories about this. And um, at one point I did get a little bit creeped out because yeah, she was talking about um, her dad that had passed away. And um, she said that her mom saw her dad and she, uh, you know, it, it just... Like, she described the clothes that he was wearing, and and I had this inner, I, I truly believe it was the Holy Spirit, like, pricking me, like, Becky, be aware right now, you know? Um, and I, like, seriously got the heebie-jeebies, like, <laughs> it was like, woo, like, I, I like yeah. be aware. What do you think the Holy Spirit was trying to tell you? Like, be aware of what? Uh, like darkness, just... darkness. Um, okay. I think I, I, the more, I mean, I have prayed for this lady like crazy since this conversation because I feel like she, she truly believes that she is for light and, and, um, goodness 
Yeah. Um, but she is so blinded. She is yeah. so wrapped in darkness. It's it's sad and scary. It's scary. Wow. Um, the things that she believes and that she has allowed herself to um, just fully, up fully to. believe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's opened up her mind, and Satan has just whoo, had a heyday. Rushed right um, in. Yep. And uh, there were a couple times where I was uncomfortable, where I thought, Lord, how do I get out of this? Like, I, I don't know what to do. Um, yeah. And since then, I, I stayed kind of quiet. And um, because in the beginning... That's what I wanted to do. But then I feel like right. she felt like she could talk to me about it, which is awesome. But uh, it got into some territory where I was like, I I had a little bit of a dilemma. Like, um, like you got out of your depth. Uh, yes. And I felt like, uh, should I say something? I don't know how to put it where it would be like clearly... I, I just, I felt really uncomfortable and I didn't know how to tell her that because I felt bad that, I, you know, right and yeah. so when I came home and talked to Nathan about it, I just, um, I, like I was crying and I was like, I had this whole, like, did I deny God by like not, you know, standing oh. up for stuff and I just felt really, really sick and bad about it so since then I was like okay if I get another opportunity I'm just gonna tell her my story because God is written yeah. all over my story and yeah and you know we know all these scripture verses about greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world I yeah. don't need to be afraid of what she sees or what she believes. And, yeah. um, and it just opened up for me this whole, uh, I, I know there's a spiritual realm. I know that there's a constant fight between yeah. Satan and his devil, you know, his schemes that he yeah. has. But I also think there's a reason that God doesn't allow us to see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. if we were supposed to know everything that's going on in the spiritual realm, he'd tell, he would tell us or he would show us. Yeah. And I do think there are times when, um, when God sort of takes back the veil, but yeah. it's different. It's not like, you know, seeing people who are, who are dead or that, yeah. that's not, that's not what, no, <laughs> there, there's no point in that. What no. would be the point in that? And like, for I, me, I feel like the veil has been taken back before where like, for instance, that car wreck that I almost had yeah uh, there was no reason there was no um there was no explanation for how I did not have a massive wreck yep um all I know is one second I was about to slam into a car head-on uh-huh and at like second, 70 miles an hour <laughs> and the next second I was past all of it yeah I was just yeah I don't know I'm not saying I miraculously that the car moved I'm just saying God got me through it and it was like streams in a desert. Yeah. I mean, it just, yep. that was how it felt. And I'm getting goosebumps right now. Yeah, me too. Um, <gasps> me too. But that is, is has God written all over yes. it. That's God rescuing. That's God pulling out and saving. There's a, there's a meaning and a purpose. Yes. 
behind that. Yeah. Whereas what's the point of like, oh, I see a dead person, right. you know, like what, how right. does that help anyone? Or, or do the they, dead you know, person telling you what right. to think or believe or what to Which, do. I mean, we know what that is. I mean, exactly. <laughs> exactly uh no that, that is that not would be a demon. yeah and that the, would be a demon yes and yeah um and this woman has absolutely no spiritual armor no so she has left herself wide open yeah to malevolent you know beings yeah mm-hmm. and uh, yeah it, it i get really nervous thinking about people who i know um are not christians yeah. trying to take on the spiritual world yeah um, it, it just, it's, that's so not wise. Yeah. Like, and I will and tell you. they think you, they're doing the right thing. Yes. That's the saddest part. She, and she has taken on, you name a religion, she has taken it on as a part okay. of her whole spiritual yeah. journey. She, I mean, yeah. she has the Buddha beads. She has, um, okay. I mean, she has everything. Like she's one of, she's got a, she's got a pick and choose philosophy. Hmm of you know if there's something good in something take it yes and and she's not entirely wrong because all truth is god's truth right so if there's something true about buddhism that's god right that's not buddha's and that's the scary thing is yeah she's not in christ right she she's um, not in christ like the there were a lot of things that she was weaving into it that were partly true or that mm-hmm. that's the brilliance of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's not her. It's not her. It's no, it's it isn't. she's so so deceived and it makes me incredibly sad. Um because I had an encounter that way too back where I felt like and it wasn't specifically about like spiritual forces, yeah. but it was with somebody who had a pick and choose philosophy and I came away from that encounter feeling the exact same way like did I totally just deny God by not sticking up for who he is. Mm, yeah. I, 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 that's how I felt. I was like, what was that? What was that whole conversation? Yeah, yeah. That was Looney Tunes. Cause it takes you like, like I want to agree with this. Yeah. What you're saying right there. Yeah. I agree with that. But then it quickly true, shifts into not. something that, <laughs> that is part, not yes. true at all. And yes. it's like, well then if you believe that, how can you, I don't know. It was confusing and it was, sad and yeah um that's exactly how I felt too about yeah I I know exactly what you're talking about and I I I I came away the same way going like you are so deceived yeah and you this person that I spoke with I mean they they thought that you know well I'm not going to get into it but anyway yeah it was the same kind of scenario as far as like picking and choosing from all these different Mm -hmm. weird places Mm -hmm. about what they believed, which I suppose is what everybody does in a way, but there was no cohesion. There was no anything pulling it together. And she was just so clearly lost. And she specifically asked at one point, well, do you guys, you know, do you guys believe in God or whatever? Mm. And I was like, I actually do, you know, and I feel like that was the only time I even remotely stood up for God. And I just felt... I felt bowled over by it. Yeah. And I think I'm just so used to um, being around and encountering Christians. Exactly. That this just, I wasn't ready. Yep. Yep. Uh, And I felt ashamed that I I wasn't ready to speak to someone who is still living in darkness. Yeah. Like, what does that say about my life? I know. I don't that I wouldn't be ready for that. I know. Because that's exactly what we're told to do, that I should, we need to be ready to be, be on our guard. Yeah. And 
I, I totally understand where you're coming from, Beck, but I also think that um, it, Satan would be absolutely delighted if you took that and said, oh. I did wrong and I feel yes. bad and now I'm ashamed and blah, blah, blah. Yes. That's not our God either. I know. I know because... You give it to him and you walk away. That's exactly... You know, like... Yes. That's exactly how what I had to process through because he was like, oh, <laughs> you're going to, I mean, deny God in that way? Think of mm-hmm. how disappointed he, he is in you now. And yeah. if you can't stand up for that. him, he's not going to, he's not, you're not saved. You know, like all this different stuff. Right. And I didn't believe that, but he definitely was like trying to like pick at me in that yep. way. And I did. I had to go to God and be like, I'm asking for forgiveness. I know that you still love me. Yeah. I know that I'm a Christian and that I believe in um, what I believe in. And, you know, it just, but it did make me very aware of um, just, you know, the spiritual, like in that moment, I think, I think I was getting all prickly because I think it was a spiritual battle. I think Satan was really, really trying hard, Um, not just with me, but with her. With her, Um, yeah. And Satan knows he's already lost you. Yeah. Now, if he can get you to be ashamed, well, yes, great, but yes. he's more concerned about her. Yes. Because he wants to keep her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, uh, you can you can sort of go, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm yeah. not ready for this stuff and take that. Or you can just say, you know what, like like you said, like take it to God, confess yep. it, leave it, yep. and move on and say, God, what do yep. you want me to take from this yes. experience? And how can but I go But also... Forward? There is a real opportunity that I will see her again and I'm dreading it, but also I'm like, I, I I need to say something, um, because I never want to feel this way again. Um, so, you know, I seriously have been thinking about scripture verses that I could share, but I don't want to be like, uh, I, I it's so tough. Like yeah. I don't want to. I like... think you're right on, Beck. I think you are right on. Like you, the scripture um, never comes back. Yes. Good. But at the same time, um, so often throughout the Gospels, you see people just telling their story. Yes. Yeah. Like just saying, well, okay, I see um, what you're talking about, but can I just share yeah. my journey? Yeah. And what I've been through, and what God has done for me. Yeah. Um, and there's, you know, you're you're never gonna. I don't think you're ever going to regret just sharing your story, you know? Um, So, I mean, it's, it's easy to, I think we in our family tend to kind of, um, we're, we're definitely thinkers and we sort of sometimes overthink stuff and sort of Mm -hmm. go like, oh my gosh, you know, I got to make a 10 point plan. Right. Exactly. And and I'm going to study and I'm going to do this. And and yeah, you you do need to be prepared, prepared, but um, I also think there's, there's a place for saying, okay, you know, I, I need to keep this simple and just, yeah, I, I don't need to get involved in every detail of what I don't need to get her. into a debate just, about, um, you know, the Bible or priest, right. priestlyhood or, um, right. homosexuality, <laughs> like all these things were or mentioned, any, any of them. you know, all yeah. these things were mentioned. So yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, I, we just finished a series at church called um, My Story for His Glory. And it was all about, you know, people's testimonies in the Bible and in our church. 
and how God has redeemed that story and he's using it for himself. And so as I was praying, I was just like, Lord, what scripture? Give me a scripture. Give me a scripture verse um, that I can share with her. And all of a sudden I thought, why? Why would I not share my my story? Because yeah. who can deny God through the miracles that he has done in my life, you know? Yeah. And, of course, people can look at it differently if they're not saved. But but um, it's just, to me, it seems impossible to look at what, yeah. what we have been through and say there is no God. Or, yeah. um, well... Uh, make it a coincidence, you know, about, well, yeah. it was because of such and such or whatever. Right. So, and, and I think too, even going there can be a little, um, counterproductive too. Mm. You know, it doesn't necessarily, you're, you're not in charge of what she does with exactly. it. Exactly. You know, I yep. mean like just tell your story yep. and you don't have to, you don't need to worry about, well, what if she comes back with this, this, and this, right. and just, you know, okay, but I just wanted you to hear my story. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I just wanted you to, to hear what God had done for yeah. me. Yeah. Or what, you know, and just be able to just kind of leave that with God and say, yep. God, I know you got this. Do what you I know want. you want me to be faithful, mm-hmm. but you got this, mm-hmm. you know, so I'll do my part and leave the rest with you, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and it's so easy to say, I'm not trying to like, but not to take on the pressure <laughs> of, well, then what? Yes. And then, yes. you know, what do I need to say about yeah. this and this? Yeah, I get, I right. get it. But all that whole story <laughs> was, um, uh, happened. And then that night I read the chapter where I said, that's as far as I got in the book. Yeah. And I just felt the Holy spirit being like, you don't need to read this Becky. Like this is not what yeah. your not mind needs to be focused on right now. Um, yeah. And I've read stories not quite that, um, uh, what do you call it? I don't know, the style of book. I mean, book. It's, it's supposed to be a ghost story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, haven't read them any quite like that. Um, I've read stories with, like, yeah. ghosts in them, but, like, Usually yeah. they end up being not real or it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's kind of a different or, vibe yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah. This is like straight up a ghost story. So, right. yep. you know, that, like you said, it was a different type of book for me yes. too. Um, and I just, I just felt, I just felt like I couldn't do it. I couldn't read it and I didn't need to, and I didn't need my mind to go there. Um yeah. And it, it, I don't think it was a coincidence that it was the same day that that happened. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, and I will say is that's exactly right. Like as Christians, um, you know, we need to be discerning and yeah. know when the Holy Spirit's saying, this is not for you. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Um, and I didn't feel that necessarily. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I do, I could see where, Yeah you know, for you. Yes. Um, that makes sense. If the Holy Spirit was telling you, mm-hmm. no. Well, and I'm going to continue working at this house and I'm going to continue probably seeing this person. So right. it's like, do I really need to focus on her ghost stories that are very real to her? 
Or do I need right. to focus on truth? Do I need to right. focus on what I'm going to say? Holy Spirit, work in me. <laughs> yep. And um, go from there instead of like, yeah. ooh, what did she see? What was it like? How did she feel? What was, you right. know? Right. Um, that's just dwelling on things that I shouldn't dwell on. So, and yeah. not to say that, you know, like you read it and I'm not putting that down at all. You know, I'm just saying for me, yeah. it was not something I should have been thinking about. Yeah. Oh, I totally get that. Yeah. So, um, so completely understandable. So obviously, um, Becky does not have a review. All right. Uh, a rating. <laughs> For this book, which is totally fine. Well, I could give it a rating. I mean, like, if you, if you had to give it a rating for the for the part that you read, I'm just curious. Yeah. Well, like, what were your impressions? In the beginning, it was okay. It never really, it never really caught my attention. I mean, okay. I would give it a Folgers. I would give it a Folgers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I would say if I'm looking at, um. If I'm looking at the book, and I'm not exactly sure um, where, I'm trying to see if I can find kind of where you stopped, but you were maybe... It was not... What do you think? It was... Like an eighth of the way in? Yeah, it was not very far. Okay. Probably probably maybe an eighth of the way, or, or a t- you know, or a tenth. Yeah. Or, or, well, eighth, or maybe a fifth. Yeah. I don't know. No. Um, I'm not good at judging, but anyway, um, you got enough in to know that... Hmm. Yeah. Even if, even if it hadn't been something that was sort of... Right. Um, particularly... I probably uh, wouldn't have... A problem for yeah. you. You probably, wouldn't, you probably wouldn't have rated it yeah. too high anyway. Here's the thing. I feel like um, she could have just uh, replaced the ghost with, like, um, a diary. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what was the point right. of the ghost other than just to scare people, I guess? I don't know. I, I'm assuming that it was just to be a scary book or yeah. something. Yeah. You know? Um, I do feel like it having been written in a different time period, I think that there weren't as many, mm. like, genres and subgenres of books. Yeah. So I sort of feel like maybe it was just like, okay, now I'm going to write a scary book. Right. You know? Like... Yeah. <laughs> and didn't necessarily know outside of scary right like, what right what she was going for right so okay what's scary mm, ghosts are scary mm-hmm. yeah you know like <laughs> i mean that was my feeling kind yeah, of yeah i um, i totally yeah i understand that i didn't think of that as i was reading it but as you say that i'm like yeah that seems pretty yeah accurate and i'm not trying to like put down this author or no but um I don't mean it in that way, but, like, I do think it was sort of a different time yeah, in, yeah. In, in literature, and I think people sort of, did, there weren't as many, you know, now it's like, if, you, if you're if you going to read a, um, you know, a quote-unquote scary book, that could mean Thrill. psychological yes. thriller, that yes. could mean gothic, that could mean, yeah. um, you know, I mean, it, it, there's all these little subgenres. Mystery. You know, um, right. True crime. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I think that that sort of played into it. So for me, um, I'm also giving it a Folgers. Yeah. Um, because I, I mean, I, I felt like it was a bit of a stretch a lot of this stuff. And like, 
so you happen to move into a twin house that like I've never even heard of that Mm -hmm. and then it happens to be that all the you know like it just felt like a lot of coincidental Mm -hmm. stuff where I'm like that's Yes, yes. I mean, uh, I don't know. And then the whole, like, family tree about this sister and then her... her, Too confusing. Her her sister was married to the guy who... This, and he had a... He was a widower, so he had a former wife, and then they had this kid, and then that kid loved this Too much. Yeah. You know, I was like... Yeah. Okay, no. Yeah. No. It's too much. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. Um, (laughs) For me, and and yeah, and even some of the, like, well, I didn't like the characters, first of all. Mm. Yeah. I didn't like any of the main characters. I I thought they were all stupid. I will say, I I tried to look up some spoilers. (laughs) There's not much out there on this book, which, surprise, surprise. Which is not surprising, because it's an older book. Right. You know. Right. But, But, um, (laughs) But I did see that Pam... And the next-door neighbor, who treated her like trash in the beginning, yeah, uh, all of a sudden are in love at the end of the book. And she was, like, grieving right. her husband at the beginning of the book. It was, like, a year. Right. And that progression was so stupid to me. I'm like, I'm, why are you two in love again? Yeah. Like, it didn't make any sense to me. I didn't see them falling in love. Yeah. That didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Because um, it's supposed to be happening throughout the book. And I'm like... But why? Like, right. all of a sudden you guys are attracted to each other and like each other? Yeah. And I didn't see it. So I do... And I, even the... I could say from, you know, just that, I was like, well, that's dumb, you know? <laughs> yeah. And even, like, the the son, Mark, yeah, yeah. and the girl next door, Kathy, she, they, get, they sort of are, like, dating. And it makes it sound like Kathy was this big catch and yeah. her dad was so overprotective mm-hmm. that nobody could date her. Mm-hmm. But somehow... She's interested in Mark, who seems like an idiot. Yeah. I'm like, why uh-huh. would she be interested in Mark? He's right. A doofus. Right. Like, I just didn't get yeah. it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not seeing it. Yeah. She's got her pick of any guy in town, and she's going for the next door neighbor boy who's just kind of a loser. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. I think the dad was right on when he, like, kind of called him out. Yeah. Like, well, why would I want my daughter to date you? Uh huh. Loser. Uh huh. <laughs> I think he was right. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, it's um, like, I, I yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know why she really wrote that into the story. Like, I don't what was the point of that? Kind of, there were a lot a of things characters. where it was like, what was the point of that? I feel like, right. like based on what you're saying. Who, who seemed completely, there were whole characters who seemed completely incidental. I'm mm-hmm. like, why is this character even in this book? What did they, they didn't forward the story at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like she had the mom had a best friend who oh. conveniently is there for the whole move in process, yeah. but barely shows up the rest of the book. Right. And then like I'm like, what did she even serve? Was she just a sounding board right. for moving in? Right. Like, what's the point? What is the point I don't of know. this book? <laughs> I wasn't getting it, Becky. I don't know. So it was definitely a miss for me. It was, it a was it's yeah. A well, it's I feel like I misled you a little bit because I was the one oh, to suggest. You know that I love to pan the crap out of a book. Yeah, that's so, true. That's true. Hey, I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, this book's stupid. <laughs> uh, I, you know, sometimes being analytical is fun. It's just... <laughs> I know. It's, I mean, this is I pointless. I feel really bad, but I just... 
I don't really, I didn't, I wasn't getting it, but anyway. Well, sometimes you have to drink the church coffee. Yes, exactly. The Folgers. Yep, that's exactly right. That was made in a To know, to know when you come across to Pete's. Yes, exactly. You know? Exactly. So, here's our Folgers. Yes. So, do do you want to tell about the next one or you want me to? I think you should. Because I okay. talked forever about my story. <laughs> uh, psh, so did I. I tried to tell the book in brief, you know, 20 minutes. Um, yeah, so our next book pick is, um, it's a memoir, and it's called Hillbilly Elegy by J.D. Vance. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, um, it's gotten some notice yes. um, recently. It has a, a, there's a Netflix, I believe, yeah. uh, version of it. Um, I don't know if it's a show or a movie. I think it's a movie. Did you? Is it a movie? Okay. Yeah. I we don't have Netflix right now. I haven't seen it, but yeah. Um, that is our next book pick. We haven't done a biography or memoir in a while. So yeah. We thought we would go that route. Yes. And so we we would love it if you guys would join us again next time for that. Here on grounds for discussion, where the coffee and the books are a perfect blend. <laughs>